I'm Eric McNair. I'm a marketing professional and business consultant that has made millions of dollars for my clients. I've worked with small businesses and startups all the way up to Fortune 500 companies. And over these last 14 years, I've seen the same mistakes made over and over again. More established businesses may be able to recover, but mistakes made by a young business can be devastating. So that's what this podcast is about, to be a resource to help you build your business on a solid ground. This podcast episode is made possible by AWeber. If you are just getting started with your small business or passion project, you need email marketing to start building your audience. Things might be tight financially when you first get started, which is why I recommend starting with the free version of AWeber. You can sign up for this free version and use it as long as you like with no credit card required at sign up. Go to ericmcnair.com email to sign up today. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about Uber and other Silicon Valley unicorns like them. This is one of those things that I see so much in the startup and small business community, uh, which is this constant comparison to startups and their own business. This is perhaps one of the most key and essential conversations that I have with potential clients. Not only do I believe that this is unwise to compare yourself to them, but I believe that this kind of thinking has far-reaching damage on your business. So in today's episode, I'm gonna talk through three key things that you need to know about these kinds of businesses and why it's extremely dangerous to compare yourself to them. If you can take these four things to heart, you can save yourself a ton of grief and potentially a major financial loss. So let's start off with number one, these aren't real businesses. Now you may be thinking, how do I get off and saying that a company like Uber isn't a real business? I don't say this from my own vantage point, but this is what economists, investors, and other experts in the field are saying about these companies. So let me start here in saying, what what do I mean by Uber not being a real business? What I mean is that they are not profitable and they have no clear path to profitability. So in 2019, Uber lost $8.5 billion. That's billion with a B. That's an astronomical and unsustainable financial loss. It's a kind of loss that's even hard to kind of grasp how they could actually claw themselves back and make that money back. So let's go to number two. They don't have a real market. So this is what I'll see a lot of small business owners do is that they'll compare themselves to a Silicon Valley startup and say, look, there's a market because this company is going after this kind of customer. But this kind of plays off of the first point. These companies are losing tons of money. And the question really comes down to why are they losing this much money? And I think this number two point is very key. It is either because they don't have a clear market with customers willing to pay for the products and services that they offer, or they do have customers that are willing to pay for the products and services, but not at the price point that actually can sustain that business moving forward. So let's kind of take these two concepts and kind of look at some examples within kind of the Silicon Valley unicorns. And I could say with the first one of that point of not having a clear market with customers willing to pay for the products and services, WeWork is a great example of this. Now, if you're not as familiar with WeWork, I've actually supplied a really good 
explanation of what happened to WeWork in 2019, all of the crazy stuff that happened. So if you're not familiar with it, go ahead and pause this podcast episode, jump over there and read that article and then come back after you've read it. The thing about WeWork was this, they assumed that they could take a high price, big city commercial real estate lease, a long-term lease, and then sublease that to freelancers and businesses that are looking for temporary office space within that particular city. Now, many investors questioned WeWork on whether they had enough potential renters that would pay the right price to actually offset the huge liability that WeWork was putting themselves into with these long-term leases. And these investors and these critics were basing their data on other companies that had had the exact same business model as WeWork. One real good example is Regis, which is a company that if you pull back all of the marketing and you pull back the Silicon Valley shell that is WeWork, it is Regis. There's really no difference between the two. What WeWork was and still is providing to the market is no different than these other businesses. Now, what is really mind-boggling is that if they had just conducted the right form of market research, they would have been easily shown this about the market. Now, let's talk about businesses that do have customers willing to pay for the products and services. There is a sizable group. But the question is not, are there enough people? The question is, are they willing to spend that kind of money? to be able to keep that startup in the green rather in the red. And this is what Uber's mistake is. If you think about this, what's the difference between Uber and a taxi company? I'll tell you this, there are two major differences. One is the mobile app experience and the ability to virtually hail an Uber versus a traditional cab approach of either calling or you know, sticking your hand out and asking for a taxi. But the other difference is cost. Many have criticized Uber for artificially lowering the price to snuff out their competition from the traditional taxicab companies. And Uber has also gotten themselves into a lot of trouble in certain markets like New York City and other big cities where they didn't go through the traditional taxicab. You know, in New York City, there's the taxicab medallion. They're not playing by those rules. And so they have kind of an unfair advantage of getting to market because they aren't going through the regulatory hurdles that a traditional taxi cab company would be going through. And one of the other criticism is that they're not actually paying the employees like actual employees. And that has been another contentious situation for companies like Uber. So what many have pointed out, and I agree with this as well, if Uber was required to pay for the same employment, fees, insurance, benefits, and had to go through the same regulatory hurdles as a traditional taxi company, and if taxi cab companies had an app similar to Uber, there would be no difference in terms of price, in terms of experience. So looking at that, Uber doesn't bring anything to market other than an app. That's their value. So let's jump over to number three. These companies, companies like Uber, have investments that will never come to future businesses or startups. So think about this. Even if a company like Uber is considered a real business, has a path to profitability, and actually has a viable market that they can scale up and it's cost effective for them to continue to grow, these kinds of companies are playing with investment money 
that future startups will likely never see. I mean, think about what kind of world Uber is living in right now. This is a company that lost $8.5 billion in 2019 and is currently in the process of buying Postmates for $2.65 billion. If you look at their operating budget and how much revenue that they're bringing in, they're gonna run into the red once again this year. How can they do something like this? It's because they have immense sums of investment dollars that are sitting in a bank account. They also just recently filed an IPO. This kind of money makes it to where they're doing things that small business owners and startups can't compare themselves to because they're playing in a world with money and timetables that you don't have. One thing to understand is that if you're looking for investment dollars, you need to understand that this kind of money, while you may be able to grab some investment dollars, there is more caution on the side of investors, which means they're far more critical and far more they're far more critical of what your business practices actually are. Again, companies like Uber and companies like WeWork won't be able to operate in the way that they do moving forward. Now, those companies may be able to continue to get away with stuff, but the companies that come up won't. If you look at the example of WeWork, I would argue that what happened to WeWork with their failed IPO in 2019 was a direct response to companies like Uber when they filed for their IPO and turned around right after their IPO was finalized. That first quarter, they lost $1 billion. Because of things like this, it's unlikely that we will see companies receiving large sums of investments. But even if those investments continue to flow, investors are becoming far more skeptical and are looking into these companies before proceeding. So in conclusion, basing your business on a company like Uber is very unwise. You need to base your business on sound market research, focus on creating cost-effective and scalable customer acquisition strategies. And this is something that I do every day with our clients, is look at the real-world situation of what is going on and how do you go to market. At my company, McNair Media, one of the first things that we do with a client is do market research. We wanna make sure that you have a clear understanding of your market and how you go to market. That is one of the key things that so many people miss out on as they're preparing to start their business. I have done market research for businesses and brought back results. These are businesses that have been open for almost 10 years and bringing back data to show their worst nightmare, which is they don't have a market and everything they've done in the last 10 years has really not amounted to much. That they have to completely rethink how they go to market, who they're reaching, and have to change their entire product strategy. And this is something that businesses that have gotten really far in don't wanna hear. But if you're just starting out, this is a great time to do this market research, shift how you're actually doing things before you have tons of money tied up in the business, you have several employees, you have property that you're paying leases on. This is where a lot of business owners get themselves into trouble, is that they're making a lot in revenue, but they're not making any money in profit.
And it's because of these points. And time and time again, it's, well, Uber does this, or I see myself as the Uber of this. When I hear that, that's when the red flags come up. And time and time again, the companies that are having issues, these are their role models. So if you're unsure where to start, please reach out to me. I'd love to set up a consultation, ask you a few questions, and point you in the right direction. You can go to the contact page on ericmcnair.com, or you can actually reach out to my company, McNair Media. Go to mcnairmedia.com contact and get started today. I'd love to hear from you.